Sunji, hi everybody and welcome to the, another episode of the Topical City Podcast. Uh, it's me, Cameron, and I'm joined today by only Richard again. Um, we're in the same room, so it's super weird because uh, there's nobody else to talk to today. <laughs> How are you doing, Richard? I'm good. I'm just thinking about what a delight this is for you, uh, being sat with only me in a room this close to you. And <laughs> yeah, We've also only got the one microphone, <laughs> so, so we're like almost kissing while we record it. And the way we've got it set up, Cameron's facing the laptop to go through the agenda, and I'm like looking directly at Cameron. <laughs> I'm not even looking at him because it's that awkward. Uh, so I think we just get straight straight into it. We know why James isn't here. He might be here next week for all one of you James fans. Um, so, I'm a big James fan, so, oh, so I'm, uh, you the I'm looking forward to uh, him joining us back. To be fair, but you know we'll we'll plod on and do our best. All right. Well, before we get to any games, we'll start with the new segment that we debuted last week, uh, where I highlight a specific part of the world that has listened to the podcast. Um, I don't know whether this is ages ago or recently or constantly or just once. Uh, Will you say the city again or the town and I'll guess where it is? Okay, yeah, it's a difficult one this week, guys. Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the name of a listener or the name of the listener? Oh, imagine if it did have the name of the listener. No, it is my old stomping grounds, uh, the Sydney Central Business District, as we can see uh, on this little map that we've got here. Uh, so nice. it's, it's a red dot as well, which means I think that there's a few people, I think. So if you are listening from Sydney, give us a, a tweet uh, on the old Twitter. Let us know you're listening. I'd love it if there was some sort of like pirate podcast radio set up in some office block in the Sydney bi- business districts. And this is what they pick up and what they're forced to listen to for an hour out of the day. What if they're just putting our stuff out to not make content for them, really? Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, we've done that. Let's have a talk about player of the month came out today as well. Uh, Gabriel Jesus was the winner. Is that fully deserved, do you think? Yeah, it's absolutely deserved. Is that player of the month for this month? Obviously, we've played all the matches for this month. It just feels like a bit it's soon a, for them to bring that out, right? It's a very good question. Let me check. I also thought that Gabriel Jesus's performances in the first couple of games of the season were probably better than a few that he's put through so far this month. But I would agree with you, yeah, he's not, he's not been as amazing, but he has scored in the last two games. Well, he scored against Chelsea, didn't he? So do you think maybe that um, was part of it, that they won that game for us? Yeah, that alone probably swang it for him. Um, swang it? Swung swang, it? Swang is not a word. It's the August player of the month because up for September is Cancelo, Silva and Rodrigo, which is pretty much spawn as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, those are the three players from like the last two games that we would probably uh, would highlight and probably are going to as well in the next few minutes. Uh, early prediction on that? If anybody deserves it, I think Rodrigo. Over no, I'd say Bernardo. All and right. I'm going to be voting for that as well, and I'm probably going to be voting for Bernardo. Well, I'm going to vote right now, so you <laughs> so get it in there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think he's, he's very much, he's been very bright. Um, it was nice to see him. I saw a little bit of the interview with him. Uh, they asked him, why does he think the City fans like him so much? And I thought, are you reading Twitter? Because before this month, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, negative stuff towards him, but we've always liked him. Um, and... He said it was. He thinks it's because he's so hard working, and I think that is right. I think it's because he's 
all over the place and then he never just lazy and then milling about so congratulations to gabriel jesus um if i was any football player i wouldn't read twitter oh because, God, no. yeah what a depressing place to be especially when you're on the end of it all the time i, I feel like i've not been anywhere near as nice to gabriel jesus through our time on the podcast as you and james have but i'm more than willing to admit that he's had a massively bright start to the season so far so fair play to the lad and i hope it continues and i hope that he cements his place on that right hand side there you go yeah you have it richard eating crow live on the on the podcast um delicious in other news i was walking around town last night and i saw the villarreal team leaving the hotel the one opposite brewdog i don't know why they weren't at hotel football because it seems logistically oh, the Lowry, that's usually yeah. where a lot of the um, but they right. were coming out of there and i uh, stopped to give them a little round of applause and it was a massive waste of my time <laughs> it was they were very close to deserving that round of applause and I, in fact if i were to give them a round of applause i think I would do that again now because during the game they were the better team and they held united and they deserved at least a point out of it and that you know sexual predator up front uh oh sorry predator in the box alleged. predator in the box i meant to say alleged definite sexual predator cristiano ronaldo which box i'm not going to go into <laughs> specifics of it was weird man because they were coming out right and there was clearly some villarreal fans stood outside there weren't many there were about 10 of them with some press uh and did not acknowledge the fans at all. They just walked straight onto the bus. Like you'd, you'd have thought maybe they would have done a couple of autographs for the people that had come into Manchester to see them. But they just heads down straight on the bus right through to Old Trafford. I saw uh, Barcelona getting some stick from about that from some fans as well recently. So maybe that's a Spanish thing. Maybe they maybe. just sort of ignorant cunts who knows you heard it here first richard thinks are the you, spanish are, are you spanish like right into us at topical city podcast are you know rude? you're rude as fuck <laughs> and who knows maybe you'll be the uh country highlight as well next week <laughs> we've got the rude people from villarreal listening to us <laughs> jesus christ all right we'll have a quick table review and then we'll get out of it uh, you were doing absolutely shocking and now you are level with me exactly level with me and one point behind James as well, so it's really tightened up, right, in it, the old Eddie Lads table. It really has. Um, it's definitely hard to win any points other than games or predictions. <laughs> I think we need to have a look through that as well, because no one's getting any minuses as well at the minute, and I want to know what someone's got to do to, to pull a minus I out think, of the bag. I think the line of points are going to have to uh, get a little bit more stringent, I'm afraid. Uh, we'll have to see what we got. We got there, but well, neither of you, uh, me, you or me, are picking the lineup today. So maybe we should start that from, <laughs> <laughs> from, from now on, right? Well, we'll, see. well yeah, we we've got a lineup, but no goal or goal score. So maybe there's a minus two in there for not providing information. <laughs> uh, the only other thing to bring up is Sunji High's birthday today. Happy birthday, Sunji High! Sunji High, Sunji High! Happy birthday! That that was it. That's all I had to say. Uh, right, we're going to go into Chelsea. What, we're going to London? We're going to go down to Chelsea and talk about Chelsea. It's just that game, where I think we were both worried about it. I think that's what we were worried about the most. Would you agree with that, out of the three that came up after? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, we knew this was going to be a tough week for City. It's probably best that we're getting fixtures like this now to prepare us for the way that the season's going to go. And... 
if we were going to drop points in any of the three games, I'd have probably guessed it was this one. Um, so huge win that, huge. And the scoreline probably didn't, it wasn't um, accurate to how well we performed, I don't think. No, we, we absolutely dominated them. Although part of, the, part of that, I think, was more that they just didn't want to play. They, they just came not to play whatsoever. Because as soon as they started coming out, we were absolutely... We were put. We were pinned back a little bit um, in the second half. Um, so I think if they'd done that whole game, it might have been slightly different. But you, you can't take away from that whole team performance. So here's a question, mate. Do you think that Tuchel was right to play that defensively, given the attacking threat that Chelsea can pose Absolutely and did not. in the Champions League final? No, he, I don't know why. He just seems scared. I don't know why he seems so scared, considering he's been three times, like he said. I, I don't know why he did that to start with. If, if he'd have actually gone for it, I think he would have. There might have been a different outcome to that. Because, I don't know, we, we didn't look great going back. We looked like we were letting him do it. But See, to me, I just think that the blueprint for beating Manchester City is to be that defensive. I think if people think that they can have a low block, um, as many men inside their penalty area as possible, stopping the ball from... Uh, getting past in and around, reducing City to shots outside the box. I think that Pete and then hitting us on the counter-attack, that seems to be the go-to thing for beating City now. But when your teams like PSG and teams like Chelsea, you don't need to be playing football like that. I, I know that we're pretty imperious in defence, mate, with Diaz and Laporte this season, Stones last season. But there are ways of getting around us. You know, we're, we're not completely... Um, invulnerable to you know an attacking threat against us so it'd be nice to see people coming out of the box and you know what they did do that didn't they after we went a goal up and they probably should have done that from the very beginning but we had you are right that a low block is is often the way to play against us so maybe what he was thinking was with their team being as good as it is they'd get more joy out of it than say a burnley or a, a norwich or whatever but so maybe a lot of praise then needs to go to the next point of the agenda, the likes of Rodri, who had the game of his life. So maybe him having that game stopped them from being able to peel out like they normally would and get Werner on the, the run and things like that. Because Rodri and Cancelo, particularly, the whole team was great, but I thought those two were, were better than both. And we've pointed out those two players' vulnerability previously. Like we said on the last podcast, like this space behind Cancelo to get into with Rodri, he's very slow in the transition from attack to defence. His, his pace isn't that great. But they both had maybe their best games at Manchester City so far in that same game. So they deserve a ton of credit. And, and Rodri especially because I think he... And maybe actually Cancelo as well. They transitioned that into the next game against PSG as well and were equally as good there. And playing two high-profile games back-to-back -back like that and putting in that level of performance, pretty incredible. Uh, I saw a video about another thing that might have contributed to this quite a bit. Um, we basically played a double pivot, especially attacking with Bernardo next to Rodri. Which yeah. we haven't seen before. We we normally you lot like Gundogan or Fernandinho if if he's played the two the ends or whatever. Bernardo was alongside Rodri as well, playing that role. So again, I think maybe because we thought they played so he might have gone under the radar yet again, Bernardo. 
But from what the video I was watching, he was absolutely indispensable in that particular game. And when we move on to Paris, maybe that will be a reason why it didn't work so well because I thought they were yeah. very similar games. Um, so even though we did play really well, I, I think it could have very easily gone the other way, especially because the goal was a deflection uh, in the middle of a packed box. Do you think we were lucky to win or do you think we would have just won out in the end anyway? No, I think we were lucky. I think what we saw from the PSG game is that's what happens when we don't have that look. And we'll get onto that later, but a bit of luck of having the shot from outside the area from Cancelo, it lands at Jesus' feet. Jesus turns, hits the shot. Does it bounce off Rudiger? I think it and, I believe and, and creeps past Mendy. So, yeah, definitely there's an element of luck there. And this is the thing with playing the false nine thing for City is we have a lot more possession. We have a lot more control of the game but we don't have somebody who can finish off the chances that come about. And, you know, we did. We still didn't have that in the Chelsea game. You look at the chances that Grealish had to put the ball in the back of the net and it didn't work. For PSG, the chances that Sterling had to put the ball in the back of the net and it didn't work. So, you know, as good as we were and as good as this system is, there are flaws with it and there are flaws to our game. And we did just have that little bit of luck that got us over the line, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I see and you, you made a note here, you, you wanted to ask if this is the best team that we can play, uh, specifically the front three. Um, I would probably agree with you on that, if that is your... your um... So our, our front three that we're going with for the Chelsea game was Jesus on the right, Grealish on the left and Foden kind of in and around that area, the false nine. And obviously there's some big players missing from there, you got mm -hmm. Mares not there. Uh, Torres, who's been having a great start to the season, not there. But I, I do, I do think the energy of of Foden, um, Grealish can, like you say, he got so close. Remember that shot that he just put past the post? He got so close yeah. to scoring. Jesus, player of the month, he's on a, a mad start to his season at the moment. I do think that is the best front three that we can put out specifically, and then the rest of the team. Ilkay's not exactly come back properly yet. He's not played many games. He's not been as good as he was when he has when he did play last season. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think we can put much better out than that particular team myself. Nice one. Should we start talking about PSG then? And we have to. We didn't have the look. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I personally, I mean, thought we played exactly the same as at the Chelsea game. The only difference was the pressing. There was not nearly as much pressing as we did at Chelsea. And do you think that might have been the reason we weren't, we didn't come away with it in the end this time? Yeah, I think that's a little bit a part of it. But also, I don't know if you can press with that much intensity for two games in a row, especially so close. I mean, we did um, rotate two of the forward players in and out. We saw Sterling come in and we saw Mares come in. Mares isn't exactly known for his high pressing and his um, attitude towards putting opponents under pressure high up the pitch. So I think it was a little bit different, but also I think this links into what you were just talking about, about Bernardo in the last part, is Bernardo played pretty much as like a double pivot industry role in that Chelsea game. For this game, especially in the first half, he, he was almost playing that false nine role. Yeah. He was overlapping or the old David Silver role of the number eight where he would go over. And I think that it 
while the formation would seem very similar in that we were playing a false nine, I think that it was tweaks a little bit. I, I felt like we Pep did some things differently and maybe the pressing wasn't part of that strategy for this one. Which it, we were, we should have just carried on with it. But you're right, Maris is known for his present, but he is known for his games against Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> so I can see why he got the nod. Yeah. Um, somebody else who also got the nod was Raheem Sterling. Um, again, I thought he was pretty bright, especially in the second half. I thought he was better than he has been. Not great, obviously. He's still lacking that confidence. Um, people on Twitter were not nearly as <laughs> gracious to him after the game. Again, he was the scapegoat. And this um, wouldn't have been a, just a Twitter thing either. If this game was at the Etihad, the amount of abuse he'd be getting from our own fans uh, would have been, I would say, this the exact same level, to be fair. Yeah. We... we, we not to misread as in we know that he's struggling, we know that he's lost confidence, we know that he's that, but at the moment he's far from his worst, I think. Would personally. you say, Cam, that he had a good game? And what I would, would say you rate him out of 10? Really? I, I don't think, maybe um, a couple of people had a good game, like again, Rodri and Cancelo, they were both really good, but most of the team weren't really great. And I think to say that he was the reason we lost again and the scapegoat again just seems horrible. Like it wasn't the case. We, we nobody looked mm. like they were going to score. So to put it all again, it's, it's the cumulative effect of Sterling not putting goals away for a while um, that that singles him out basically because we only really looked like scoring when Foden came on. Yeah, I mean, here's the catch-22, I think, with Sterling at the moment. He needs a good run in the side to get back in form, to play himself into form. But when we're playing him, he isn't performing. Mm -hmm. And he's not performing because he isn't getting that run. But we also, in big games like this, can't afford to be playing him if he's not going to play to the 10 out of 10 capacity that we know that he can do. And so it's... It's a bit difficult because I don't think he had a good game. I also don't think that Mares had a good game. A lot of the strategy in P the PSG one seemed to be playing it around to Jack Grealish, Grealish back to Cancelo. Cancelo would whip the ball into Mares on that side, and then it felt like there was no idea whatsoever. Like Mares would try and cut in, it wouldn't work. He'd go to the outside, it wouldn't work. It just felt like we were struggling there, but. I still think that Sterling had the moments in front of goal that Mares didn't to put the ball in the back of the net and he wasn't able to. So I just don't know where to go with Sterling at this point. Like, the, but you do can we also... play him and suffer or do we bench him and hope that we can play him against the likes of some minnows that we've got coming up in the Premier League and hope that he can get a goal and boost his confidence again. You could frame that very easily as Sterling was getting in the positions to score and was just unlucky. Like, at least Mares wasn't getting into those positions. Grealish wasn't getting into those positions. At least Sterling was making the runs that you would want him to make. Yeah. Even if he didn't. So that, that's why I don't think he was the worst player on the pitch or why, especially to scapegoat him so much but he also wasn't unlucky his his shooting was a bit shit that that one where uh, does Cancelo play him in behind the defense and he shoots it on the left foot and it drags massively wide of the post on the right was was pretty poor yeah. well well look, i i think do you think it's a positional thing because when you play him down the middle not there when you play him on the left it's not the one 
when we were playing him on the right with Sane on the left, that's when he was at his best. So I, he's being, he's dictating. And what I read this week was that a lot of players are dictating where they would prefer to play to yeah. Pep. And maybe Sterling just needs to be told you're going on the right. See, I don't think I get that. And I think that's valid, but I don't think it's so much a positional thing as it is a formational thing. I think that it's no coincidence that since we started using the false nine formation from last season, that's kind of when we've seen the massive dip in Sterling's performance. People say that he turns it on for England, but he doesn't for Manchester City. But for England, he's got Harry Kane to drag the defenders out of position constantly up front, or he's got other players in and around there to do that. When... City are playing the false nine. They don't have that satellite who can, like Sergio Aguero used to be, like Gabriel Jesus would be when he was up front, um, where they can keep two defenders on them at all times and create a bit of space for Sterling to run in around the back, whether that be on the right or the left. So I, th I think maybe he's suffering from, while we've got no striker, we need to play the false nine. And maybe he'd be better off coming into the team when Torres is there. I think I was going to say, Torres doesn't come back though Torres stays floating around those centre-backs and maybe that's really what he drag needs. anybody yeah well as long as you've got somebody though in there mm. as a satellite like I said to keep the defenders around him maybe that's all that it would take but I can't remember the last time we saw Sterling and Torres in the same team can you no because Sterling, Sterling's not played that many games has he so so they haven't had a chance um so but, so you, you could frame it then if you wanted to that as much as Sterling should be performing when he plays, and as much as for how good he is, he should be more versatile, Pep has some blame to take in this, that he's not getting the most out of Sterling by continually playing him in a formation and a position that doesn't suit him. Yeah, I think that's right. Both are to blame, and it's up to Pep to get the, the results. You know, it's all right having this um, brilliant tactics to get the ball in and around the area, and then saying, but, you know, we need the individual quality of someone to put the ball in the back of the net. But if we're also not winning games that are winnable, like that PSG game, it's also up to Pep to find the solutions to get the ball in the back of the net as well. Yeah, because we definitely didn't deserve to lose that game. No, no chance. we were the better team. There was two, not lucky goals, they were well worth goals. But there were two goals on the break that could have been dealt with if, if we'd and also could have been outscored if we'd have been better than we were um switching to the other side of things then we already mentioned it but Cancelo again what a game like the passes he was making through that from that left channel through to the inside of the box con consistently as well that's where we looked the most like we were going to score um and again I thought he had a great game especially after last week saying the previous two games he was pretty shocking <laughs> Yeah, I think that he's benefiting a lot from having Laporte behind him. And I think that may be why Laporte's getting a shout over Stones at the moment, because Pep wants a left-footed player on that left-hand side to cover for Cancelo when he bombs forward. So those two together there, I, reckon, I think that that's a match made in heaven on that left-hand side. They're performing really well. And I don't think Stones gets back into the team until Zinchenko's fit. Yeah, or until we... Carabao Cup game again but even then Ake is getting ahead of him at that point so it kind of looks like he's fourth choice at the minute because even though he's fit Ake is getting in ahead of him um, while Zinchenko's not fit yeah we need a left footer on that left side of defence and he's not 
you know, muscling Ruben Diaz out of the team, is he? <laughs> is that, uh, so, uh, before we move on, you, you had one last point you wanted to make about our best front three, which, if we're going off the last question we had, that's Jesus, Grealish and Foden. Yeah. Um, would they have fared better? And you kind of... I mean, Grealish just didn't have a good game. It's the first not good game. I'd, I'd hesitate to say bad, but it's the first not good game he's had since he came. But Foden coming on did change a lot of things. Like, we looked a lot sharper, a lot better when Foden came on. So... Also, I think whipping those balls from Cancelo out towards Mares on that right-hand side of their penalty area, I think if that was Jesus and he could have gone either way, he could have cut back inside or taken a shot straight away with his right foot, which Mares isn't really want to do. You know what Mares is going to do when he's got that ball? He's, he's going to curl inwards, isn't he? So I see what you, like the unpredictability of Jesus on, the, on that wing with Foden being a lot more direct on the left. I don't know if it would have made any difference. It just seemed written in the stars that we weren't going to score that night. But yeah. it would have been a better option, I think. Like, like you say, they played three days before. We were never going to see the exact same front three. We were always going to see at least Mares coming. And let's face it, ultimately, this wasn't a must-win game. Exactly. Know, it, we it's the second thing. game out of six for us in the Champions League group stage. We've got PSG still to come at home. PSG away was the toughest one out of them. If we were going to lose one, it was going to be that. And in between, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea, we'll take the L on this one, I think. Having said that, though, could be finishing third to Club Bruges. The way they're going. Well, we've got a double header against them coming up, haven't we? So I'm just glad we don't have... Even that club I've never heard of, the Moldova club, Sheriff. Have you, heard, have you seen them? Yeah, beating yeah. Beating Madrid and beating Shakhtar. What's going on with them? Unbelievable, mate. And then um, Benfica battered Barcelona as well. Eric Garcia as well. <laughs> Honestly, how Coleman would still be in a fucking job. He, unbelievable. The news this morning is one more loss he is out. But, but they're going to replace can't... him with Roberto Martinez. <laughs> I don't, from what I've been reading, they can't afford to sack him because they, well, they're yeah. still paying out um, the previous manager that they sacked. Can't remember his name. Um, no, no, me neither. There was the Enrique left, didn't he? Oh, it, it was um, the the guy who managed Spain before I bought it. Um, Luis Enrique. Is no, that right? um, okay, he managed Spain for like a year and then went to Barcelona for like a year and then got fired. Begins with a B, I'm sure of it. Bartomeu. No, that was um, yeah. Joey Bart. <laughs> Can't remember his name. I do. I do know what I'm talking about. Though, in case you think I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is there anything else we want to say about PSG? Or can we leave it live for three weeks? Yeah, right. let's let's put PSG to the back of our minds and look forward to having Messi at the Etihad some point coming up soon, but not in the way that we would have hoped. Well, we're going to take a break now and we're going to come back for a mystery game. Uh, so we'll see you in a minute after this, these messages. You're listening to the Topical City Podcast. Disagree with anything you've heard? Don't forget to let the Etty lads know at Topical City Pod on Twitter. And we're back. <laughs> we're here for the mystery we? game. We're here for the mystery game. Uh, this time, the mystery game is a bit act surprised. Topical City, yes or no? <gasps> Ooh. Yes. 
Well, okay, you won. <laughs> yes. That's the end of the game. Richard gets a point. Ding. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Move. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, so, aiming again, um, you're going to get a time yes, limit, no. two minutes each time. Uh, so, it's going to be three rounds and it's two minutes each time. I've got a list of 11 players. Um, you're going to split them into groups of four, four and three. Um, and basically, you just ask me questions and I tell you yes or no, and then you have to guess the player. So it's a Manchester City player. They're all player. Yeah. either Manchester City ex-players or current players and just say a yes or no question and I'll answer it. It's simple as that. Um, I think to get a point, you need to get eight. Okay. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think that sounds Eight fair. out of 11. Do you know what the best thing about this is going to be? I am not going to ask yes or no questions. <laughs> it's going to descend to me being like, Goalkeeper. No, wait, that is a yes or no one. <laughs> My mind's all... I think you're going to ask yes or no questions yeah. without even realising it. Oh, dear. All right, this so, is not going to go well for Richard. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, there are some obscure ones. Uh, there are some less obscure ones. Um, I will be honest, they're all pretty obscure. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't so, think that eight to give is you a fair... Clue. Eight is very so why fun. don't you just judge whether or not? All right, by the end, we'll judge. By the end. Uh, but it'll definitely be if you get eight or not. <laughs> uh, so you have a timer in hand. I certainly do. Okay. Uh, so whenever you're ready, pal, you can start the timer. So just to confirm, for the first round, there's going to be four names that I have to guess through yes or no questions. Yep. And i got two minutes to get them in, so it's yep. essentially 30 seconds. And then the same minute. again then. And then the last one, I'll give you an extra 30 seconds on. So it's three and two minutes instead. Let's see if um, I can get even one in two, two minutes. If, the, if you ask a question that I just don't know the answer to, um, I will pause the timer so I can quickly check it. So it's fair. Okay? Okay. So I'll pop the timer here so I can actually stop it if I need to. Will you also pause the podcast so I don't have to be editing the fuck out no, of this? No, you're, you're going to have to talk over it while I check it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Go. Goalkeeper. No. Forward. No. Midfielder. No. Uh, defender. Yes. <laughs> Captain. No. Um, played at the Etihad. Yes. Uh, played under Roberto Mancini. Yes. Vincent Company. No. Well, he's not a captain. He wasn't a captain, was he? <laughs> uh, Jolien Lescott. No. Um, pundit for any broadcast thingy now. No, no, it's not. Played on the right. No. Left. Yeah. Uh, Gail Clichy. Gail Clichy, yep. Next one. Uh, forward. Yes. Sergio Aguero. No. Captain at the club at any time. No. Um, you can skip as well. Left foot. No idea. It's right foot then. Uh, so, Edin Dzeko. No. Played under Pellegrini. No. Played under Pep. No. Oh, uh, played at Main Road. No. Skip. Pass. Okay, next one. Um, let's go for... Retired at the club. Yes. Oh, uh, I, no, I, no, I'll pause that because I don't know that. Hang on. One second. Retired at the club specifically, so retired as a Man City player. Yes, so he uh, left the club. Okay. The answer to that is no. Midfielder? No. Kind of. Defender? No. Forward? Yeah. Right, well, he's not <laughs> going to be a goalkeeper then, is he? Um... Played under Kevin Keegan. No. Played at Main Road. Yes. Uh, played under Stuart Pearce. No. 
played under Joe Royal. Yes. Oh no, my memory's definitely not going to go back that far. Um, I think of some big players from that era. Skip. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> They were no big players in that era. Got, uh, 15 seconds. Goalkeeper. Yes. Um, Carlo Nash. No. Uh, Nicky Weaver. No. Played under Pep. Yep. Edison. No. Claudio Bravo. No. Um, Caballero. No. Oh, Murich. No. One last guess. You make your two minutes. That's the two minute timer going off. One last guess. So it's not Edison, Bravo, Murich, or Caballero, but he played under Pep. There's a goalkeeper that played under Pep. Who the fuck is left? Um, so I'm just thinking like any youth players that might have played a game or any backup keepers. I'm going to have to pass me. I honestly want any guess. Not one. I can't think of another goalkeeper that's played for us. All right. So you got Gal Clichy. Yeah. That's one. Um, Eight might be a stretch. <laughs> looking at, looking I, at that. Right? Thank you. <laughs> um, at least I know the, the judgment one, of myself is accurate. The second one, super, super, super obscure. It was Ishmael Miller. <laughs> right. Well, that was never going to happen. Uh, third one, I think you should have got it was Georgie Kikladzi. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I just struggled to, under Joe Royal, in my head, I was like, who played in the Premier League? Yeah. And I don't think King Kladzi ever did I play in the Premier League. Um, but no, I'm not sure. I would have had to check that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then last one, Scott Carson. Oh fuck <laughs> me! So you missed the goal. Uh, I bet every, anyone listening to this would have been <laughs> fucking screaming <laughs> Scott Carson through whistle. I think you also team. didn't say Zach Stefan, which it could have. Oh been. man, yeah, yeah, easily. So okay, so out of those four, you did get one. Uh, so we got seven left. So, so if I get one each round now, I think that's worth a point. I think <laughs> we'll see at the end, but I think one is a bit low. <laughs> you need to uh, reset, reset your expectations. Oh, okay. Uh, so you ready again? Let's do it. We're going to go. Played at Main Road? No. Played at the Etihad? Yes. Played under Kevin Keegan? No. Played under Mancini? No. Played under Pellegrini? No. Played under Stuart Pearce? No. Pep Guardiola? No. Uh, those are all the managers who've managed at the... Oh, um, Svenja and Erickson. Yes. Pause it for one second. I just want to double check that so I'm not misleading you. Because it might have been Mancini. To be fair, I'm kind of all right if it if it was mainly under Sven. I'm just gonna, probably going to skip this, to be fair, mate, because I literally can't remember well, any players. I, I, as a, I would now start narrowing down your position now. Um, just say it's, it's between Sven and... Mancini. It'd be one of those guys. I, I just can't say for sure which one. Okay. Midfielder? Uh, no. Forward? No. Goalkeeper? Yes. Um, who the fuck was the goalkeeper? Skip. All right. Uh, so, uh, next one. Go on. Forward? Yes. Uh, played at the Etihad? No. Played at Main Road? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so, even before that? No. Skip. <laughs> Skip it. Okay. Skip that one, see. <laughs> <laughs> next one, go on. Christ, go on next one. Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what grounds have we fucking. Well, well no, think of it this way. So if he's not playing at Main Road. So he's, he's an academy playing. player. Not necessarily, no. It just means he's not played, per se. Right. I'm fucking glad I skipped that one. 100%. <laughs> 
I'm glad I narrowed down those options immediately. This, this game is not fun for you, but it's very fun for me. So, just to be clear, in this round of four, I've got none right, and I've skipped two, and we've got two left. <laughs> Fan fucking tattoo. Oh, God, I'm crying. Right. <laughs> right, let's resume. Yep. So we're on number three now, aren't we? Uh, played at the Etihad. No. Played at the main road. Yeah. Um, so under Keegan. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Uh, so before that, um, forward. No. Midfielder. Yes. Um, skip it. Okay, I'll ask a question for you. Had a cigar stubbed out in his eye. Yes. Right. Uh, I don't remember the name of the player. <laughs> Dedrick Boyata? No. That wasn't him, was no, it? No, it was no. a youth player, wasn't it? Yeah. Who rarely actually played, so skip. Okay, go on. Um, played at the Etihad? No. Uh, forward? No. Midfielder? No. Defender? Yep. Um, Richard Dunn? No. Steve Howie? No. Uh, played under Joe Royal? No. Keegan? Yeah. Um, uh, featured in the Premier League? Yeah. Sylvanderstan? No. Uh, Sunji High? No. Uh, Hart? No, Hart wasn't. Uh, Jensen? No. Tiato? No. One last guess. We have a two minute mark. I keep forgetting, you can't see the Tyler. Uh, one last guess. We no, also obscure. We're, we're talking obscure here. Yeah, we did pause at about half a minute while we had a breakdown. <laughs> I need to get this one, don't I? Yeah, um, so it's a we know it's a defender who played in the Premier League under Kevin Keegan at Main Road. And remember, they're all pretty obscure. Mm. See, this you needed to give me a, throw me a fucking bone. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, if ever this gets played again, I'll I'll use less obscure players. I can't fill. I in fact, think while you're thinking, I'll change the last three. Uh, so we've already said Distan and ruled that out. Done, Howie. So it's obscure, isn't it? So yeah. Um, I can't think of a player more obscure than Steve Howie. <laughs> 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 so I'm gonna have to skip this one as well. Right? Okay. Um, so the four there, uh, the the first one, the goalkeeper was Andreas Isaacson. Yeah, never would have got it. Um, Second one was uh, Matthias for so. Oh, so obscure one that I was thinking of. The, the was, one that yeah, didn't yeah. play at Etihad or made Rome. I probably should have said that because for some bizarre reason he was on my mind for that last one even though I knew he wasn't a defender. Okay. Uh, the guy's name you couldn't remember was Jamie Tandy. Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. have remembered and that. And the obscure centre-back was Lucian Matomo. And I wouldn't have got that one either. So thank uh, you for editing the... The last three. <laughs> three, so that I can actually... Uh, to give you um, some clues on what the last the last three were originally, I've already forgotten the first one because I've deleted it, and that's how I've scored <laughs> it. Um, and it was Michael Johnson was one of them. Um, I might have got that. I can't remember what the last one was either. That's how obscure they all were. Uh, so uh, other than that... Let's do this. Just for three. reference for the listeners, by the way, Cameron got an idea uh, for this game from like some TikTok videos. But in those videos, the people that they're guessing are like Wayne Gretzky and like so big tiered names but having that said are that, well known in the world of sport. They have to guess. They do have more, more uh, 
they have like squad players on basketball teams, but also they have to narrow it down to a sport first, and you know they all play for City. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I think it evens out in terms of difficulty, but apparently not. Uh, right, what I would say is if you, if you get these three, because these are a lot easier, if you can get these three in the first minute and 15 seconds. Hmm. That's not even giving play. me 30 seconds of play. Give, give me a minute and a half. They're a lot easier, though, these ones. Oh. All right, a minute and a half. If you get them in a minute oh, and a half, let's, you this can have is... a point. And then maybe James will rescind that point when he listens to it. We'll see if he'll allow you it. Uh, All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Played at the Etihad? No. Played at, obviously, Main Road then. Under Keegan? Yes. Goalkeeper? No. Defender? Yeah. Richard Dunn? No. Steve Howie? No. Played on the left? Yep. Danny Tiato. Yep, that's the one. Right, next one. Um, played at the Etihad? Yep. Played under Guardiola? Yep. Uh, forward? No. Midfielder? Yep. Uh, Bernardo Silva? No. Kevin De Bruyne? No. Played on the left? No. David Silva? Yep. That's the one, right? Perfect. Next one. Uh, played at the Etihad? <laughs> no. Played at Main Road then. Uh, played under Keegan? Oh, actually, you might have played at, at the Etihad, but you definitely played at Main Road. Played right? under Keegan? Yes, played under Keegan. Uh, forward? No. Goalkeeper? No. Defender? Yeah. Um, played on the right? Yeah. So that would be Sunji High. It would be Sunji <laughs> So do you see why I went a little bit obscure? Yes. What I probably could have done with was too obscure and too easy. Do you know what I mean? But I really like that game a lot, mate, but... Uh, it needs working out. It needs fine tuning a little tiny bit. Um, we'll, we'll work it out on our side. Might have to widen it to like Premier League players or something. I was going to say the down. questions got a little bit repetitive as well, didn't they? To like narrow them down after a while. We'll work on it. We'll come back to it. But I had fun because that was first day almost killed you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have a better game. I do have a better game, but it works better with two people. So hopefully. James or somebody will come back and we can play that one instead. Uh, but that was Topical City, yes or no. You do have a point currently, but we'll let James decide we'll, if it came to you too We'll easy. put that in brackets. And, uh, <laughs> it's an asterisk point at the moment. Yeah, We'll see what happens. I'll take an asterisk. Right, after this, uh, we are going to go uh, talk about the Liverpool game. So we'll see you after this break. We may be fans of the best team in the land and all the world, but sometimes life isn't always great for everyone. You can make life a little bit better for someone else by donating to your local food bank. Visit MCFC Food Bank on Twitter for more information and for their GoFundMe link. And we're back. Uh, Richard has calmed down uh, and uh, apologised for being uh, so dismissive of my game. I don't think that I apologised. <laughs> <laughs> I so, might have offered a few suggestions that, on how to improve. apology that you guys won't hear, um, we're going to talk about our next game, the third in the week of death. Uh, we are playing Liverpool on Sunday, uh, which is tomorrow, I believe, as of when this goes out. Uh, the first thing I would like to ask, I guess the first thing, the best thing to ask is... How are you feeling about it? Do you think we'll win? Do you think it'll be too difficult? Do you, do you just on a, on a base level, what are our chances? I think playing Liverpool at Anfield is always difficult. I don't like the way that everybody seems to be writing off the win there last season because there was no fans. 
I think that that's a bit bullshit. I'm even hearing that from people who talk about who City fans, you know, like City podcasts and stuff like that. So I'm not a big fan of that. I think it was huge for us to get the win there last season and break the hoodoo. Um, They're the 12th man. They can't play without them. <laughs> well, I think our 11's better than their 12th, to did be that, honest. Did that sound so, sarcastic enough when I said it? Yeah. Uh, but they I don't are want people to think that I actually think that it's going to make a difference. I also think for big games like this, that the crowd does make a little bit of difference, especially if they get the goal. I was listening to a Neda Manoa podcast recently, and he was talking about, um, it wasn't actually, it was the Why Always Us podcast for The Athletic and the Ad Noah on. And I think they were previewing the Liverpool game and he spoke about how big atmospheres do affect players and it does rile you up, like taking corners right in front of the cop and stuff like that. So I, I think there is something to it, but I am feeling good about this one, to be honest with you, mate. I do think that we're a better team than them. I still don't think they've fully got over the bad form that they were in at the at like the middle of last season. I think that they are capable of dropping some points. We saw that in the Brentford game. So I'm looking forward to this one, and I think I'm good in for a City win. To be well, that, that's what about a, you? That, I also think we're going to win, um, but that, that's a nice lead on to the question I've got here: Is are Liverpool anywhere near the side that they were two two and a half years ago, where they were just dominating everybody? Because they they don't that front three is getting on <laughs> like they've had them for what five years now, if, yeah. if not more. Um, Mane is is not currently the player that he was. Salah is still incredible. Firmino barely even plays because Jota's nicked his spot. Well, Firmino's been injured um, and has only just come back fit. He came off the bench in the Champions League game midweek to score two. So for anybody who's got Jota in the fantasy team, like I do, it's a big question now of like what to fucking do about Jota and, and do we go for Firmino? So it, I don't know... Um, who necessarily is going to play in terms of are they such a scary force i think that they're definitely capable of it i think that their heavy metal football is dead i don't think that band's playing anymore they've run out of all of the hits there they're kind of a bit of a shadow of that side but they still have the quality there to pull out some results in big games and you know we know that they've had our number at anfield previously i think the big thing for us going into this game is that it sounds like Trent Alexander-Arnold's injured. So, so if, James he, Milner at right back. if he doesn't play, it's James Milner at right back. And if we're going to play the team that James has predicted for this one, which is Jack Grealish out on the left, spoiler alert, I think Grealish could have a lot of luck out there against Milner on that side. Hmm. I'd probably put a bet on James Milner getting booked in the opening 15 minutes, to be fair, and then getting slung um, off the pitch. At Depends on the ref, but really. Yeah, exactly. Well, do uh, you know what you, you might have more, the, the crowd might have more of an influence over the referee rather than the, hmm. uh, the players, let's just say that. But um, and in terms of them being a bit stagnant, I think that they were looking to refresh the squad with some youth players. It's not worked out in that Harvey Elliott's got injured, and I think he might have been huge for them this yeah. season. He was putting in some really good performances at the beginning. And was, Curtis Jones is doing very well. And Curtis well. Jones as well is doing very well. I, I think that Curtis Jones might start against us, and, yeah, and I think that having these youth players coming through for Liverpool, 
um, homegrown, gives them, like Liverpool fans themselves, I think, gives them that a bit of a boost. So they're not the dominant force they were, but I'd still rate them up there as like a 9 out of 10 Premier League I, title challenges. I think I wouldn't even go that high, like an 8 out of 10 is, is what I'd say. Just because the only real sharp edge they've got is Salah at the minute, at the very least. Even though Firmino came off the squad too, it's only Porto. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but the reason I said, I phrased it in that way, like dominant, scary, is because the games I'm worried about this season is Chelsea, which, you know, we, we did well against. And obviously United, because they're jammy as shit and they, are, they do have a better set of attackers than they have in a few years. So the, Liverpool are under those teams for me. And, wow, you think Liverpool are under Manchester United? Against uh, us, specifically right. playing us. Not, not in terms of United will finish above them this season or anything. Just in terms of teams that will yeah. play us, Chelsea and United are scarier to me. And to be honest, maybe Spurs against us specifically because Kilman's son just always tears us apart. So I'm not... I said at the start of the week that, that this was like the second thing this game I was worried about. And PSG was like the least I was worried, even though we lost against them, but we shouldn't have. So I, I think I'm right in thinking that I was still least worried about that one. Um, but yeah, I just don't think they don't inspire. Like a couple of years ago when the Liverpool game was coming up, you were like, fuck me, why have we got to play yeah. them now? And I don't quite It was huge, wasn't it? Same, like, like, um, I mean, we're not even going watching this one in a pub, as far as I know. So that's how like little it's been. <laughs> it's been regarded by ourselves. And it's because uh, Manchester pubs are also always full of Liverpool fans. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> Get the um, fucking train over. It's forty-five minutes. Yeah, go yeah. watch it on the on the world or something. Leave us alone. Uh, so uh, the other question I wanted to ask. Um, so again, I, I think this is a tougher game than PSG. So was it a mistake to play such a strong side? Maybe going back, if you don't include the front three, such a strong side midweek when we might possibly need all eight of those players against Liverpool. Yes. Yeah, I think that we only rotated some of the front three. And when you think about who we're going to play for this one, we've already been through the idea that we can't... Zinchenko's not fit. And so if he's not fit, Cancelo's got to play there. And if Cancelo's playing there and he's right-footed, then you've got to have a left-sided centre-back. So that pretty much means that Walker, Diaz, Laporte and Cancelo are all playing again. It might have been an idea to bring an Ake in, maybe for the um, for the PSG game. I, yeah, I know against that front game, three, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean uh, for that one. And then you've got Rodri to think about. He had played two blinders. We've discussed that already. He had two 10 out of 10 games. Can he do it again, like three games in a week to do that? And then he's obviously going to go on international duty and have to do that for Spain as well. Uh, Bernardo's running about everywhere. Yeah, we had two different roles, but um, who else have we got to play there? Because Gundogan's yeah. not matched. But speaking of Bernardo, I really hope he plays the same role as he did against Chelsea because I think Chelsea press, but these guys, their whole thing is that front three fly forward. So if we, again, play Bernardo in that role, I think that'd be safer. So your question about playing a strong side midweek, yeah, I think we should have had a bit more rotation in there. And as a result, this would get us on to James, what James has predicted for our 11. I think that we might see a bit of a madness from Pep. 
Yeah, I can say that. I think that we might end up seeing a, something different than what we've seen in the last two games. And I think that Fernandinho might be the key to that. So why don't we go through what um, James has predicted for this? So uh, James has predicted, I can't do an impression of him, so uh, sorry. Uh, but he's he's got Edison in that back four of Walker, Diaz, Laporte and Cancelo. Um, middle is Rodri, Bernardo and KDB. And then up front he's gone our best front three as we've established today. Uh, Grealish, Jesus, and Foden. So that's the same team that played Chelsea. Yeah. And it's this same team, midfield and defence and keeper that played against PSG with just, and Grealish has played all three games. I don't know what to make of that because that is our best team. And in games like this, you want to play our best team. But can they be at that level again for three games in a week? What do you think? It's the thing that it is... Like you say, with the depth at the minute, like I was saying last week, depth at the minute is not great. And we just don't have the players back from the front three mm-hmm. to replace those players at the minute. So they kind of have to play three games in a row. And I think that might lead to us not get being as successful as we hope that we are. So I can, I would have predicted a very similar 11 to James apart from the front three, which I would have changed. Um, so I can see why he's done it. But I can also see what you're saying in that Pep decides to play, to make up for it, like Ake, Laporte and Diaz with flying wingbacks. You know, yeah. just something just crazy. Or, or he gives Cole Palmer his first Premier League start. <laughs> or so just something mental. So it, I think it's impossible to predict this game, but also 100% possible to predict yeah. this game. It's it's definitely whether or not Pep's going to do something left wing. And so here's here's my pitch for... This isn't the change that I would make, by the way, because I want to get some points. I'm going to go a bit more basic with what I, my change would be, unless it's the same as you. But I think that you might see Fernandinho come in for Cancelo. A left back? No, I think that Laporte would go... You, do you know, like previously, we've had the back three stretched across the whole of the pitch. So you think so it's going to be a Walker, back three Laporte, Fernandinho, Diaz? Walker, Diaz and Laporte back three. Ah, okay. And then maybe a double pivot of Rodri and Fernandinho in the centre of the pitch well, that to width, then, get control yeah. over the midfield. And then obviously Fernandinho can drop back to cover the centre of defence if Diaz is getting a bit overrun. Because here's what I'm thinking. Does you, If you're thinking that Liverpool would play pretty similar to PSG in a way that their midfield isn't that creative, that it's quite basic, it's a workhorse midfield, and the front three do all the work. So we need bodies in the midfield to help control that and then hit them. And I think that maybe Rodri Fernandinho double pivot might hold a bit more control there. Hmm. Or maybe even Rodri doesn't play, Fernandinho plays that role, and then you find a way to get both Grealish and Torres in the same team. So maybe in, in the centre of midfield, you've got Fernandinho, Bernardo, KDB and Grealish. Yeah. And then up front, you've got Foden, Jesus and Torres. The other way is obviously Rodri and Bernardo play the same they did against Chelsea, and that's the double pivot. My only yeah. worry on that is, yeah, but it's asking Bernardo to do too much. But so, if anybody could, yeah, do exactly. Three games in a week, it'd be Bernardo. So 
what should we go into our official changes then i'll okay. let you go first i'm gonna go quite safe like you i think you might even say the same one i'm gonna go sterling for Foden. Um, right i see I, I i he plays sterling against liverpool even though we don't think he has his best games against liverpool yeah um he got a goal against them at anfield last yeah, time true so i i think sterling will play again but otherwise i think i'm gonna pick the same team so my change is going to be Grealish for Torres. I think you're going to see a front three of Jesus out wide on the right, Foden out wide on the left and Torres in the centre. It's a tough one now because I don't see Torres making his mark on Van Dijk. But then again, I don't see anybody making their mark on Van Dijk. Yeah. So I think Torres... We're a diminutive team, so, aren't we? So we're, we're not going to be winning any headers in there. It's not that. It's that Torres struggles to make a mark you know, struggles to find space during games anyway. Like, yeah. that's, that's often the criticism of him is that he's just wandering around the centre-backs and not really getting involved. Yeah. And against a centre-back like Van Dijk, I just don't know. I think that'll be exacerbated. I just think that if, after the PSG game especially, and we did have a better look against Chelsea, let's face it, I think Pep might want to play a player who he knows if the ball lands at his feet in front of goal, he's going to put it in the back of the net. Well, I fucking hope so, pal, because you'd all love Ferran Torres. So a goal against the Scousers would be brilliant. Um, okay, we didn't get a score prediction from James, um, so that'll go up with the graphic on the weekend, I guess. And then the only other question I have, I think we answered it before, was are we dreading this game as much following winning at Chelsea? But I think we've covered that. I wasn't dreading it to begin with, to yeah. be fair. I'm actually pretty much, pretty looking forward to this game. I think it'll be a blinder. I think City will win. If I was doing the predictions, not to give James a bit of advice here, but I'd probably go with 1-0 City quite tight yeah. maybe we even win a penalty and someone puts it in the back of the net this time i went to one when i was i was originally doing this before james did it because uh, we didn't know if we'd be able to so i gave us two one because i just thought i'm still a bit wary about Can cancello was suspect against angelino so i don't know how good he's going to be with salah running out this is why i think it, maybe that's another reason why laporte might play out on that left or yeah. it could even be ake laporte who knows yeah well, let's see, won't we? Pep's gonna pep. Pep is gonna pep. Uh, and we're other... gonna fuck off, I think. <laughs> I think we're gonna finish. Any, <laughs> any other business I was about to ask, but I'll take that as a no. Uh, hopefully, James is back next week so you can hear his dulcet tones. In, I don't know. Come back, James. <laughs> well, we're not gonna do a podcast next week, are we, really? Because it's international break and I don't really want That's to talk true. about Unless we do like a sort of you know, Liverpool review, review of how things have gone. Yeah, maybe look a bit at the fantasy league draft since I'm still very much at the top of the league there and that dead air from Cameron is him completely ignoring the facts of how well I'm doing we might do something next week uh, in the meantime <laughs> in the meantime happy birthday Sunji hi uh, and uh, Sunji bye everybody Shengri Kwele Sunji hi I thought that was Sunji bye in Chinese it's happy birthday okay and well it was supposed to be a happy birthday. I probably lost well, an insult. Happy birthday, Sunji Hyde. Does that change the... I can't be asked. <laughs> Sun now. <laughs> How do you spell Sunji Hyde? Sunji Hyde, Shengui, Kuali. And that's the That definitely doesn't sound like Chinese. Does it? <laughs> my, my only Chinese is from Dynasty Warriors, pal, so, so I think that's not you're going to get. 
Uh, all right. Sanji, bye, everybody. Uh, Sanji, happy birthday, Sanji. Sanji, bye.